What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Naked Pine. M.I.P. With Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, we're honored to have with us the former governor of Michigan. She is now the 16th Secretary of Energy for the United States. Please welcome Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Madam Secretary, how are you? I am great. I'm feeling very optimistic today um, about these huge opportunities to move our country forward. So you're, you've caught me on a really good day. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I presume that also means that when we talk about these two pieces of legislation, from your point of view, it would be ideal to get both of them through? Absolutely. Um, and when we say two pieces, of course, we're talking about the infrastructure bill, the hard infrastructure, roads, bridges, making sure we have got water going into people's homes that is lead free, making sure we've got a transmission grid, which is in my area of responsibility that has, um, you know, that is resilient to climate impacts. That's the hard infrastructure. And then, of course, the human infrastructure side. So making sure that families have access to child care, that families have access to elder care, that senior citizens can get through Medicare, dental and hearing aids, you know, the things that are basic that really um, cause stress on family budgets. And so we wanna make sure like many other nations that we do this for our families, for our middle and working class people. In the context of, of your role as Secretary of Energy, talk to us about how that human infrastructure legislation still has an impact on our energy policy. Totally, totally. There's a big component of that. Um, it's called the reconciliation bill, the human infrastructure side that relates to climate. And that is to incentivize the build out of clean energy, of wind, of solar, of geothermal, of hydropower, so that we can get to the president's goal of getting 100% of our electricity from clean sources by the year 2035. So incentivizing both uh, individual private sector actors as well as utilities to do that build out. And that is going to create jobs all over the country, which is really exciting because we want young people to see themselves in powering our nation's future, but also doing it in a way that doesn't contribute to carbon pollution and climate change. So to me, it's a jobs package as well as an, uh, protecting the earth package. Yeah, yeah, and we definitely need cleaner forms of, of energy. Um, in terms of, I mean, I think it's plain to see, but I'll ask you to put a finer point on it the physical infrastructure, you call it the hard infrastructure. I mean, those are also some very serious energy concerns as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. In fact, in that bipartisan infrastructure bill, so it passed the Senate, right? And it's now over in the House. 
And there doesn't seem to be a lot of dispute about that. There's not going to be probably an amendment to that. It looks like it's going to be taken up once the human infrastructure side gets taken up. And so in that is um, investments in our transmission grid. So making sure that we've got enough grid capacity to add on all of the renewable energy that we've got to add onto the grid making sure that it is resilient from these extreme weather events. Anybody who after Hurricane Ida saw the TV, you saw that transmission tower that fell into the Mississippi River. We, we've got to have infrastructure that is able to withstand that. In California, all those wildfires, some of those sparked by bad infrastructure. Our, infra, our transmission and distribution system right now is on poles, wooden poles built in the 1950s with wires hanging from them. There, there was no way we thought at that point that we would see the level and intensity of these weather events, not to mention making sure that the transmission grid itself is safe from cyber attacks. So in that infrastructure bill, that hard infrastructure bill, the transmission grid is very key. And the second thing that's really key in that, in that part of the uh, Build Back Better agenda is making sure we have the infrastructure for driving electric vehicles, for charging stations. There's a lot of disparity right now in where charging stations are located. They're located largely in wealthier communities and in places where there's a lot of, of density for wealthier people. And we need to make sure that these charging stations are everywhere. So in poorer communities and in rural communities and along freeways, we want to fill in the gaps. And that's what the president has put forth. We'll get 250,000 charging stations in that infrastructure bill. More MIP after this message. You know, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, if we're talking about half of the cars produced um, being electric by 2030, you know, it, we got to get a move on. I think people also probably need to understand even all the things you named. Um, a bill passes, but those things aren't, those projects aren't all completed roads, bridges, charging stations, transmission stations. All those things aren't going to be resolved by January. I mean, this, this, this is work. And the longer it's delayed, the longer it takes, you know, to, to, to put it in place. That's right. And these are 10 year bills, too. I mean, this, right. you know, this these projects take a while. And by the way, these projects take employees and need workers. So, you know, this is why I really love to focus on the jobs part of it, too, because every you know, when you think about the energy sector and the, the amount of jobs that are associated with it, it is so massive, whether you're, you know, an electrician or a millwright or a carpenter or somebody who's interested in logistics or the technology associated with maintaining a building for being efficient or for doing the research and the development of these technologies or putting an offshore wind turbine up in the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean or building the ships that get the turbines out to the Atlantic or building the turbines themselves or building the solar panels or the racks that the solar panels are on. I mean, the whole swath of millions of jobs that would be created, 7.7 .7 million jobs are expected to be created in clean energy. That's exciting. More MIP after this message. For those who some may be saying, we know they're saying it, um, well, let's just focus on the hard infrastructure, not the human. Uh, from your point of view, lastly, Madam Secretary, uh, can there really be a delineation? Can, let's say the hard infrastructure goes through. Is it as effective without the, the other part, the human infrastructure bill? 
No, I mean, this is the, this is the bones of our lives, right? I mean, when you think about, just look at childcare alone. In, there's a story in the front page of the New York Times today that talks about how much other countries invest in childcare to help their families so that the families can go to work, right? And so in, on the average, advanced nations pay about $14,000 per family so that the family can afford childcare. In the United States, you know how much we pay? $500, that's nothing. So let's get at least on average with other countries. And that's what this bill provides, $14,000 to help families be able to have their children have good childcare so that both parents can go to work if they, if they choose to do so. Those kind of things, reducing the costs for everyday families, that is very much a part of how we live our lives in the same way that having access to broadband is very much a part of how right. we live our lives. Right, right. And, and I think more than ever before during this pandemic, we saw how the lack of access to broadband impacted families and school children. Uh, so folks, these are all things uh, very, very important that have to happen. We all waiting with bated breath along with the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm. Madam Secretary, thank you for joining us on Make It Plain. So great to, to be on again. Thanks so much. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 